On this week's Global Flavors, we're exploring the flavors of Guangzhou. Guangzhou is situated in Guangdong Province in southern China, near the Pearl River and Pearl River Delta, and of course shares some similarities with our local Hong Kong dishes. Known for its emphasis on the flavors of the ingredients themselves, spices are used to enhance this fresh taste. This week, I'm really delighted to be chatting with Chris Thomas and Stephanie Lee from Chinese Cooking Demystified, one of YouTube's most popular English language series on Chinese cooking, and we'll be talking about the flavors of Guangdong. So, in last week's、uh, episode, we talked a little bit more about what makes Guangzhou cuisine so special, and also the way they described it, which made us all really hungry.、Um, in this week's episode, maybe we can explore、uh, how you both started your wonderful YouTube channel, which. Which has such a great following.、Um, so, where did this idea come from? Maybe Steph, ladies first.、Uh, I'll start off with you first. Where did this idea come from? Thank you, Noreen.、Uh, so, for us, we started about five years ago.、Uh, back then, the English internet doesn't have that many great Chinese cooking resources.、Um, But there was an explosion of great content around like 2019, I believe.、Uh, back then, we were just like really, how to say, we wasn't, we weren't thinking much. We're just like, ah,、oh, I think we can also just make some videos showing people how to make certain dishes that like that people keep asking questions about, like mapo tofu or. Uh, Kung Pao chicken, this kind of thing, because it feels like there are so many unanswered questions out there. So we're just like,、eh, I guess we can do it. So then we started. <laughs> didn't didn't have any idea of how much we don't know,、uh, and then here we go, <laughs> and then we stuck with it. You're so humble. Did you expect the reaction to be so great? I mean, you really have such a great following, and people just love the content that you, you produce. I mean, I've heard of writers' block. Do you ever get YouTubers' block? Do you ever think, oh, well, what should we do? Or, are, are the ideas quite easy to come by because you have such a following?、Um, I would say that, yeah, we we don't get like block. Let's say we have a list of like. Three years worth of ideas of dishes that we want to cover, stories that we want to tell.、Um, the one difficulty is sometimes some of those things can be very intense dishes,、um, and so sometimes we need to figure out, like, okay, all right, we need something just a little bit easier, a little bit、uh, easier to put out because you know YouTube's a weekly schedule, right? So it's like, oh, okay, this this week we'll just do like chafan sai or something like that, but.、Um, Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, there's. We often say that、um, you could do a channel that's just the dim sum menu, and you would. It would be decades before you'd run out of dishes, right? So. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. You raised a good point about you know it is quite labor intensive. I mean, we watch the video for what ten, twenty minutes, but actually is a lot of steps. And when you're editing it, how do you go about really? Showing the more important bits, you know, and and how does it work? Do you do you have a script of what you follow? Do you have a a storyboard, I suppose, of how you want to present it, or you know, or, or is it just quite innate because you're so familiar with the steps, you just know automatically that beginners like myself will want to just see this part of the of of the cooking rather than the other parts of the cooking. 
I think that um, during testing, we will have a sense of which part are more easily like go wrong. Yes. Like there are certain things that when you test, you will know that okay, this will be the part that introduce a lot of variables, and this is the part that we need to address. Uh, I think a lot of this like steps that we decided to show, or like what are the important things that we want to talk about, comes from uh, our own testing, uh, seeing how certain dishes would turn out, or what the process are in like a at a home kitchen, and then we try to uh, integrate all of those things into like one video. Is trying to like help people to be able to recreate the thing with like least uh, problems. So uh, let's go back to some of the favorite dishes that you've created. Also, um, Steph, give us a little bit of background. Where are you from originally, and you know which part of um, China did you grow up in, and how did that influence some of your own uh, favorite uh, types of food? Uh, so I am Cantonese. Uh, I grew up in Zhaoqing, uh, Xiuheng, where my mom is from, and my dad's from Guangzhou. So like. Growing up, I spent time between the two cities. So, uh, Cantonese food is what I grew up with. Uh, and it's also the thing that I've been like cooking basically until we started the channel, until I started to like, uh, explore, also travel like around and want to recreate dishes that I had before. Uh, Right. What are some of your sort of childhood favorites then? Uh, oh, uh, mostly, and is that different from the ones? So, what you like to eat is that different from what you like to cook? Also, I should specify also. Uh, it is. There's some difference, but there's also definitely uh, overlaps. My childhood favorites are always basically like the Cantonese classics. Like when I'm sick, I always want a bowl of nice. Uh, wonton mein, oh, um, yes. or some hey, like very, yeah, kanji. Yes, definitely. That's like uh, right. Uh, when when I'm sick, that's like something that I definitely want to eat. Uh, and then like some certain things, some items that like you always get uh, growing up, like uh, egg tarts, uh, siu mai, yeah. and hagao. Yeah, the the classics and like some Changfang, both the street vendor style and like the ones in Zhao Lao, the fancier ones, Tao Ao Ho. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, those yeah. Are... Those kind of like classics, the childhood comfort food. Oh, and also all the Cha Tang Tang dishes, like <laughs> macaroni <Yeah>. soup. <laughs> all yes. of those things. You're like making French our toast. listeners all really yeah. hungry. Yes, I think those are definitely the classic dishes. And what about you, Chris, then? What have you acquired in your sort of um, palate now? Yeah, I guess I would say, like, um, speaking of cha ting, that's also one thing, like, you know, I'm probably weirdly almost just as nostalgic about cha ting because, you know, when I first came to uh, Shenzhen, right, um, you know, I was staying right in like Shui Wei, right next to the Hong Kong border. And, you know, especially back then, um, there wasn't that much like Western food in, um, you know, in Futian specifically, there wasn't Shogel, but um, there wasn't that much Western food in Shenzhen outside of the kind of like five-star hotels 
And, you know, I'd just graduated and have much in my pocket. Right. So, you know, going to uh, the Chasanting, you know, it's like, well, you know, the steak's different, but like you can at least have a steak. Right. You can have a you can have the company sandwich or whatever. The right? club sandwich. Um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The concert, yeah. Um, yeah. So. So. Right. Like, um, yeah, I fell in love with, uh, you know, Chasanting stuff, of course. And. Uh, in the mainland, lots of times that kind of fare is also, um, it's kind of, it's always also served with like the Hong Kong roast meats too, right? I know it's a little bit different in Hong Kong. Uh, so yeah, also falling in love, obviously, with all the roast meats and everything. Um, but then also kind of like traveling around China, for us, something that we really fell in love with is the food in Guizhou, Um you know, south of Sichuan. I mean, Sichuan food is fantastic. There's a lot of really good food in China. Uh, but specifically, like, Guizhou food just has such bold flavors, you know, just like sour, funky, spicy. And um, yeah, we just really, really loved the food in Guizhou that we ended up going back there basically every year since we've been together. So um, yeah, Guizhou is definitely one of our one of our true loves too yeah um well finally i'd like to talk about special techniques used when um cooking uh guangzhou dishes for example the cantonese food that you grew up with steph uh do you have any special techniques that that, that were used um i seem to remember growing up steaming was a big sort of thing in, in our household because my grandparents on my maternal side they're from Taishan, so i remember everything was steamed oh. yes um just you know steamed so you... pumpkin with uh ribs or you know just everything was steamed. Your bed. Did, did you grow up with the uh, with the savory tanya? Oh yes, oh, I love it with the radish, and that's really rare. Not a lot of people know about it, and it's always like a family. Sorry, I'm overexcited. Ham uh, tongyun, <laughs> but not a lot of people know about this because when I talk about tongyun, people assume it's a sweet one with the sesame filling, but the savory tongyun is the bomb. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a super uh, toy I, I think thing, it's yeah. like a regional thing that I've seen from uh, from Dongguan to all the way to like uh, uh, Maoming, like oh, along yes. the coast. Because my uh, my grandma, she's uh, on my dad's side, also uh, she's from Hong Kong, but like the ancestral hometown is like in Dongguan. So oh, like yes. I I learned kind of different styles of the Tang Tong Yun, Savory Tang Yun. <clears throat> from like friends and also families um and yeah they're awesome but like really hyper regional for sure i'm so glad you yeah. brought that up i completely even forgot about it because we just usually it was such a norm for me until i mentioned to somebody about oh you know i had tong yun when it's winter solstice they're like oh what flavor right, sesame yeah. peanut and i was like well the one with the radish and they were like a salty <laughs> one so it was completely yeah. like the wires were not sort of crossed um so what other techniques are used in in the sort of cooking that you grew up with uh, I think like for me, a very uh, usual common thing that I would do is like the really commonly used like dry shrimp, dry scallop and like dry shiitake. It's like uh, you, it, it's the things that you amp up the depth and uh, levels of a dish. I uh, just toss that in yeah. whatever you're trying to make. 
it, it's like kind of um, elevate. We, we don't have、dish. ham, right? Yeah, we we usually don't have like ham at home, like the gamba water. But uh, yeah, those things, um, dry shrimp, dry scallop, uh, dry shiitake, sometimes uh, dry octopus too. And if like you're feeling fancy, maybe even some like dry uh flounder that they use, and that plus pork bone basically like creates a very classic and delicious like Cantonese or like Guangzhou flavor. I'll I'll say yeah. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that you know. I also try to、uh, you know with the channel we try to teach people. It's like it's it's something that can be quite nice in the home kitchen. Because, you know, lots of times restaurants they they'll lean on stock, and you can make stock at home. Sure, we do that sometimes, but lots of times, like I don't know. I mean, like, do you have stock in your freezer right now? I mean, maybe,、uh, but you know, you can just use cold water, sit, let it sit there,、um, and then you have the、uh, dried seafood or the dried mushroom, of course. But then the soaking liquid, you can use it basically like stock and. You know, it's it's a lot more convenient than nursing something over a day or whatever. Absolutely. Finally, remind our listeners once again,、uh, Chris and Steph,、uh, what is your YouTube channel? How can our listeners, how can our、uh, audience follow you and your work? Uh, our channel is called Chinese Cooking the Mystify on YouTube, and if you are curious and want to know more about. Uh, Chinese dishes from different areas. You can go on YouTube and check it out. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's been so lovely to chat with you both, and I wish you all the best. And we'll keep watching your channel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank for you for having us.